Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. And tonight, we're going to start out with this. Phil, what is better than getting 10% off on your Mountain Ops purchase? Getting 11% off your Mountain Ops purchase? That's true. And what's better than that? Well, we can walk this all the way up, but let's just go ahead and jump right up to 20% off, Will. Yes, let's not annoy our listeners by going <laughs> increment by increment till he gets 20%. <laughs> if you want 20% off your next purchase from Mountain Ops, go to GetMountainOps.com, enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and boom, you get 20% off. I encourage you to do so. I love my Mountain Ops. Hell yeah, they've got great proteins, pre-workouts, they got little... BCA pills that I love, multivitamins. I mean, if you want to get jacked, just take a little Yeti, and you will be well on your way. That's it, man. And you can't beat the new flavor of the Yeti. So check it out, everybody. Once again, NBH20 at checkout. Also, uh, we are able to provide to you a pretty sweet gift code from Maven Optics which is NBH gift. If you enter that at your checkout, they will send you some free Maven swag with your purchase. I mean, these are probably one of the hottest binoculars out there today. They're fully customizable, you know, when it comes to camo patterns, colors, and not only that, they're great glass. I'm going to have Phil tell you a little bit more about that because he had a really nice expensive pair of binoculars and he sold them and got himself yeah, some no, Mavens. I Absolutely, man. I mean, when you when you look at us as hunters, we want the best bang for our buck, right? And not everybody has fifteen hundred or two grand or twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a pair of optics. So why not get as close to the good the quality of what those two thousand dollar pair of binoculars are for half the price? You know, I mean, Mavens put a excellent product together. They've eliminated the middleman and brought you the hunter, you know, the best product they can put together and kept it in a reasonable price. So, you know, if you don't believe us, you know, they're out here, they're finishing first or second in, in all kinds of awards when they're, they're putting their binoculars out there for an independent review. They just took second in a recent review on their spotting scope. And that's, there was over 30 entries into that review. Uh, all the big boys were in there too, ladies and gentlemen. And Maven, yes, on their new spotting scope, took second place in there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, you know, that they're, they're putting out top-notch quality products, you know, I don't know what it is. Listen to me. It's money. Listen to Will. You know, they're giving us, they're giving us and our listeners the opportunity to, you know, look, if you're watching, check out this sweet hat I got on. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a sweet hat right there I got with my binos, right? So check it out, man. They're going to kick you a free gift. I encourage you to support the companies that are really keeping the hunter in mind. That's right. So it's for Mountain Ops, NBH20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. And for Maven, it's NBH Gift at checkout. Try them out. At Maven Let, built, yeah, mavenbuilt.com. That's right. That's right. So get on over there and try them out. And now go on and enjoy the show. Like all of a sudden, I don't know if it's because I've been trying to get out hunting every weekend that stuff's starting to get backed up. So I had to get back on equipment this week and probably next week to try to catch up again so you going out this weekend do, i guess no this weekend i got to take mama to the mountains for a, a little uh 
um, one on one time quality time. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I like quality yeah. time. <laughs> she's been she she's been riding me pretty hard about scooting out all the time. So I I booked a, a little little getaway for her and I for we're leaving tomorrow night and come back Sunday. Not taking the kids, so, huh? No, no. That's no. probably a good idea. You gonna wear button yeah. down shirts? I'm hoping to not wear any clothes, but <laughs> <laughs> just, yes. just so you are aware, I, I I may or may not have started recording about a minute and fifteen hey, seconds ago, hey, and I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna cut that out. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> You're going after the most dangerous game. You, you know the. I love my kids, but they're my number one and number two little cock blocks because they're, they're they're just you know they they seem to find the that that time when you think you got a little bit of time for some quality time they they seem to wake up or need something and yeah not this can't weekend. you build like a secret room at that range you have out there? <laughs> the what's that? <laughs> can't you build like some little private room out at the range? I'll, I'm think I'm gonna have to you know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to soundproof the walls and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quality time can get a little loud sometimes. We'll we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, so no, how are things in uh, Wyoming? Things in Wyoming are good. We've had our two weeks of fall, and so it's now it's turning winter. We yeah, had cold uh, enough. Had a little bit of snow up in the mountains the other day, so it's cooling off quite a bit. The hunters are happy. I wish I was talking about myself, but I stare at the computer all day and get pictures yeah. of people who hunt. <laughs> I watched the I watched the I watched the Mountain Ops boys on Instagram and Facebook hunt every day. Yeah. Do those guys work? I think hey man, they turn I them think, into work trips. I think that's what they do. They just have their meetings on the mountains now. I think you just need to hire me full-time, Brendan, and we'll figure it out how to go out and play like those guys. <laughs> oh, man. I did. I, so I, used, I put in for an antelope every year around because it's, it's like the one thing that you can hunt around here that's, you know, you can take your kids out and do it on a weekend. You don't have to scout a ton. There's lots of roads up, you know, a lot of oil field, gas roads around here so it's it's pretty easy to get out but i i hunt with a, a pistol and so the area for that opens like the first of august so it's still like super hot around here and this is the fourth year in a row that i haven't drawn that tag really? so so i didn't draw an antelope i put in for a late season cow calf elk tag which which i got which is is highly likely that i'll be able to do that we were supposed to go on a hunt in Idaho um, two weeks ago that we had to cancel. But, yeah, someday, working in the hunting industry, I'm going to be able to hunt. And that's going to be a good day. And you know what bow I'm going to use, Phil? Uh, I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> that thing is awesome. You find yourself man. a new Hoyt? Yeah. That, that thing is awesome. So we have yeah, a, so we have a warehouse here in Lander, and it's kind of in the middle of the neighborhoods. And we have a we have a whole setup now out and back. So all four of us are shooting those, and I've got a ways to go. Phil 
switched me over. I, I had shoulder surgery, um, man, it was a while ago from throwing the football too much. So I had to switch. I had to switch from, from righty to lefty and just couldn't do it. Shooting lefty was just awful. So I went down, visited Phil at the, at the palace um, range that, that he built down in Denver. And he's like, we can fix you. And so he switched me back to righty, got me set up with a great bow. And so now I'm, I'm feeling good, man. That thing is awesome. Yeah. Oh, and uh, when you were telling me about your, your issues there, I just, I had a feeling because, you know, obviously we, we sell a lot of bows, but knowing which ones would cater to something like that, just really smooth, you know, good quality shooting bow and, and that, that Hoyt Defiant with that on that three cam, I had a feeling you'd be able to pull it right handed without any problems. And, and you did, man. So that was, that's good. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy you're liking it and looking forward to seeing you. You know, hopefully once you do get get out and chase something with it, yeah, that'd <laughs> maybe be we'll nice. get to see some of your pictures. <laughs> maybe I'll come and 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 knock you down to second place in some of those trained to hunt events. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I tell you what, you you start with the shooting, and that's that's the ticket. <laughs> but, so we're so so Will, we're in his shop, and this guy comes in, and he's looking at he's looking at Phil like he's a movie star. <laughs> so we're that's we're how all the ladies there. look at him we're, we're standing there and this guy's talking to his buddies he's like that's phil mendoza that guy won <laughs> that guy like that guy wins all of these all of these competitions and feels like well yeah i mean i mean it's yeah I, no i mean he's just deflecting 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 i mean that guy's like a rock star down there you know, I, I keep an extra fifty in my wallet <laughs> just for times like that. When I when I've got some people coming, I'm like, yeah, I I need to look really good right now, and I'll sneak around the corner and shove somebody a fifty, and yeah. hey man, it works every time. Yeah, but you were those guys' hero, man. <laughs> yeah. All the all the men no. want to be him. All the women want to be with him. That's right. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Huh. That's, that sounds like too much pressure. I, I have enough time, hard enough time keeping one woman happy. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's move past that conversation. Let, let's, let's talk about some other stuff today. All right. Why don't we talk about, I don't know, optics. You guys want to talk about some optics tonight? I'll be happy. I mean, that's, that's a conversation I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm thrilled with what I got to use this year. Why don't, why don't like we go into that a little bit? Let's hear some, because, uh, I mean, we'll get our optics nerd on a little bit in this show, but let's hear it right from the horse's mouth, Phil. You've, you've gone from having some expensive high-end optics, and you made the switch over to Maven this year, and how have they been performing for you? I, I tell you what, man, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, the guys that are super into guns or super into bows that they just have, you know, a ton of uh, choices and selection. And I, I've got two pair of binos and a spotter. And I took my uh, 11 buys, 11 by 45s out for, for, for mule deer hunting uh, opening weekend with my spotter because, you know, we were glassing a lot of terrain, a lot longer distances, you know, using the tripod. Um, and being able to pick stuff off with the, with the binos and then, you know, firm it up with the, with the spotter and, 
and look at things a little bit better. It was just, I was really happy with that system. And then come elk season, which I spent the next four weekends chasing elk, I went down to the eight buys and, you know, you, you get into, I didn't have a lot of situations where it was kind of a weird season for me, but not a ton of situations where you get the the, the heart pumping. But I tell you what, once you get that heart pumping and you're freehanded holding those binos, those eight buys are, I think, perfect for me just because I can hold them steady enough. The, the magnification is not too high where it, it it's hard to see. Everything's jumpy. And um, I was just really happy with that setup. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm super stoked with what I saw. Um, there's always situations where you say you want something more. I mean, I was really thinking about getting into a pair of 15s this year, and I talked to Brennan, and I ended up getting the, going with the spotter. But I don't know. I mean, lots of options there, Maven. I'm, I'm liking what I've got to play with, and I don't know. Maybe there's – is there any more development down the line there? Anything new coming out there, Brennan? Yeah, we're we're working on a lot of things. I think we're, you know, obviously optics first. When I think when we launched the company, we thought – you know, going direct, we thought we could we could branch out into a lot of different areas. We had we had expertise in high end optics, but thought that there's you know there's a lot of other stuff out there that we that that you know as far as manufacturing that we have experience with. But the partnership that we have in the optics area in Japan is is one that's going to be really hard for us to find something similar. Um, so we've been, you know, we've been working on a lot of a lot of different things from rifle scopes, um, different spotters, and you know we've introduced uh, a 56 millimeter uh, bino, our B4, here a couple months ago, um, and you know the the spotter, the S1, a couple months before that. So we've introduced two two key products to kind of round out the 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 optics line you know the binocular spotting scope line this summer so when you're when you're involved in that that stuff every day it feels like man we got to have something new now we got to have something new now but we've got you know hunting season is is hunting season going into holiday is huge in the optics industry and so we've got a lot of time to to get the word out on those new products and so the, the thing that's probably coming in next will be a little bit smaller spotter um, to go with our 80, to go with our S1A, um, S1S, the, the straight and the angled 80 millimeter, probably a 65. Um, we, had, we had originally planned on having that right around Christmas time this year, but because we introduced that spotter and then right after that, the before we're we're trying not to crowd a whole bunch of those together and try to get the word out on those. So the 65 is probably going to be something that, that is the next, the next product you see from us. Um, but we've also got, you know, we've been talking to people about a, um, like an ultralight spotting scope for the guy that, that backpacks, um, that's doesn't like to carry the 80, the traditional 80 millimeter, um, would sacrifice some of that size to use maybe a smaller bino and a, and a spotter in tandem. Um, so we've got, we're working on that. Like I mentioned, the rifle scopes, um, those are probably a little bit more like a year out, but yeah, we're, we're working on a lot of things. It's, it's, um, 
it's pretty exciting. We're a small crew. It's you know we made our first hire in January of this year, and Craig does a lot of our content stuff now. So, I mean, there's just four of us here, and we 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 pack and ship every morning together, and so you know, working on product development is the is the fun thing. But there's a lot of other shit that we got to get to during the day. And so it's some days are shipping, um, just all of us shipping like crazy. Um, I try to get, I do all the industrial design um, for the product. So there's, you know, carving time out to do more of that is, is kind of what I'm hoping. That's why I don't go hunting is I sit at my computer and, when I'm not shipping or cleaning the toilet here or whatever, I'm trying to get some design work done. Well, I, I got to compliment you, man, because what, what you guys are doing from, from my perspective, it seems like it's, it's done. You're doing really well because like I said, the products are what, are what speak for, for you, right? Because people don't get to see the behind the scenes. People don't That's get right. to see how big your crew is, right? People don't get to see how many hours you put in, but when you know that they have that product in your hand out in the field, that's got to speak for itself. And, it, and like I said, I, I mean, more and more people that I've talked to, they're like, oh, you got the Mavens. Can I see those? You know, I, I, I've been wanting to see those. And, and it, the reputation is starting to grow. Uh, the good word is, is definitely there. And like I said, the products I'm, I'm super happy with. So uh, I just got to compliment you guys on, on doing a great job so far. Well, I appreciate that, Phil. That means a lot because I know you guys see – and can get just about anything that you want. Um, and so it's nice, you know, it being just a very, very small kind of, yeah, I feel like we're kind of still in the startup phase. We've had products now for just barely over two years. And so to know that the word's getting out and people are talking about it, um, I think it, I think it shows that we're, we're approaching it the right way. Um, but it's still, it's pretty, it, it's pretty cool to think that, you know, a company this small can compete against those big guys. Those, you know, those companies that we're going against have hundreds of employees and um, they're in every store across the country, you know, in, in the world, a lot of them in any optics place you go in. So to hear our name out there mentioned with those people that we're trying to go against is, has been, has been pretty exciting. And, you know, we're able, just because we only sell direct, we're able to compete. Um, Price-wise, we, we, we go way below what our, what our direct competition is as far as performance. Um, so I think, that, I think that word of mouth gets out there real fast when they can talk about that and the customization comes into it. You know, we're just, we're, we're very different than what's out there. And the fact that we can make very, very high-end product um, come in way under who we're competing against, allow the customization and kind of be a company that, that has a cool story. I think it goes a long way. I would agree. And not only that, but you guys seem to be winning an award every time I turn around or get written up on some list of the best, you know, 50 products or the top binoculars. It seems like you guys are always, you know, getting recognized for how well your products work. Well, I think, I think a big part of that is that we're new. And I think people are always looking for something new to talk about. 
you know, we we have won some really cool awards, and but you have to. I think you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, it's it's easy for for editors and writers to talk about us because we're new. Um, performance wise, we we compete with the best stuff out there, and so that that gets us in the door. Um, being able to perform against those guys gets us in the door, but. Getting those awards, you can't just say, "Hey, look, look what we won here." Because I think, I think, you know, it, it. I think we deserve it on one hand, but I think on the other hand, you can't, you can't take our optic and then hold somebody else's and say, "This is, this is way above this." As far as who we say that we're competing against, um, we we compete head to head with the European brands with our glass, but I'm not going to say that we're heads and tails above them because we're not. We are competing head to head with them, and I think you can take our stuff out and use it against anybody's and say, "There's there's very little difference here." Um, so you know, when when you get an award and they say this blew this out of the water, um, the next day I'll look in a, a, a magazine. We just got one in the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but we got. We got second place to uh, no comparison. I mean, as someone in the optics industry, anybody that you would ask, they would look at those and go, "It makes no sense at all." So, there's, there's, it, it, it's great. The word spreads fast when you start winning some of these awards. But I think internally, we can't just say, "Hey, we've got it made. We're winning the awards." We, we've got to continue to push and be the best we can, and not think about that kind of thing. Not make that the motivator trying to get these awards. No, but you know, it, on the flip side, it's got to be well-rounded. But that's one—that's one part of it, right? That's important. That you know, it, you're getting recognized on on print ad media and and re, and reviews, whether they're, you know, whoever's doing the reviews. But when, you know, and I, I'll I'll speak to I'll say my inner circle with the guys that I hunt with, and some of the guys, you know, buddies of the guys we hunt with, and then once we get a, you stretch out a little further than that, and there's some there's some people here locally in the in the Colorado area that, that, that I know just from, you know, their reputation as, as hunters and, and, uh, some guys being a lot more hardcore than others. But when some of those guys are acknowledging the quality in your product, to me, that goes a long way because certain guys have sponsorship obligations and others don't. And it doesn't matter. It, it seems like both ways, the guys that have obligations, and the guys that don't, I haven't heard anything bad about it. They're like those mavens are they're very they're very nice glass. You know they're really good glass. They're they're a great option to consider. You know and that's where those kind of I'd say uh, off the record type reviews that I get to see like that I get to see and Will gets to see and other things. I mean that's where it really makes me open my eyes and, and be happy to be using them and and being able to have a relationship with you guys because. It, like I said, it the the reputation is growing and it's growing in a really good way from from what we can see. That's that's kind of on the behind the scenes stuff. Well, I appreciate that. It's it 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 feels pretty good. It's um, you know, like I said, we're just a little over two years in. Um, it feels like when you're working on it every day, you've got to, you know, it when you're when you're a startup like we are, it's, you're always nervous that you know that is anybody talking about us? And, um, so it's nice to hear because you guys are out 
in the kind of crowds that we are trying to be in front of. So knowing that those people are talking about it, that, that means a lot because it's, you know, like I said, getting our, getting our product in front of magazine editors is, is something, they're always looking for new things. So they've seen these guys who've been on the market for years and years and years. They've seen them. They've seen them. And so they're happy to take in some new stuff. We know when, you, when you're in an industry, I think it's like any industry, you know where your product sits compared to everybody else because you know behind the scenes what's involved. And we know that we are selling a very, very good product. There would be issues if people are saying, you know what, this just doesn't even stack up against the, the mid-range stuff. We just know that that's not the case. So it's, it's, it's nice to hear people understanding who we compete against and saying that, yeah, I've, I've had this brand and I can get this brand. I can customize it because they only sell direct. I'm not paying the, the middleman markup and I'm happy to use this brand. So, you know, it, the more of that I hear, the, the, the better I feel, but I'm still nervous every day when I wake up, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do today to make, to make our company better? You know, whether it's, Doing new hats, T-shirts. Nice T-shirt there, brother. You know, I didn't even wear this on purpose. I literally, and I got my balls busted the other day. I wear, like, it's about five T-shirts that make the rounds. Because you know what happens. Uh, laundry comes out. It's sitting there for me to get hung up. Well, what's easier than hanging up one of the shirts? Just wearing it. Put it on. Exactly. So those five same shirts <laughs> stay in rotation. So it'll go, I'm either wearing Maven shirts, Mountain Ops shirts, or a CrossFit shirt. And it's usually Maven or Mountain Ops. I actually walked in the other day, and the guy was like, have you worn that T-shirt three times this week? And I was like, well, it was a guarantee it was washed in between it. <laughs> well, now we got a whole – so I finally had some time to sit down. I Man, I, I, I was catching hell around here because, you know, that – Everybody want everybody wants new new gear all the time. And when you're when you want to rep it. Yeah, well well here, you know, and so oh. <laughs> I mean we've been wearing the same five t shirts for two damn years. And so yeah. these guys are I mean, it's on my list, but it, you know, t shirts fall behind binoculars on the priority list. And so they're like, <laughs> when are you gonna design some new shirts and some new hats? And so finally, I had some time, we got it done. So we have like twelve new shirts and five new hats and so i finally got to check that off my list you got so i there. can get you a shirt to replace that i can get you five so that you can wear a different maven every day i i would appreciate that and not that you know i'm 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 digging for a free hat or anything but i did notice that one with the buffalo shield hat i believe it's a flat brim yeah there we go that's what i'm talking about that hat right there that is a good looking hat sir Phil, you can't see it, but I'll describe to you. It is gray. It has a buffalo, the Maven shield, and it's a flat brim and awesome. I'm pretty sure your son would love it. We got the bison on there for Wyoming. Oh, bison. There we go. I said buffalo, but. It's all right. I say the same thing. Yeah. No, I, I so you, finally got some of that stuff done and to get these guys off my back. So I, that, that part feels pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, it's. It's exciting to come in every day and get to work on stuff that's your very own, and you're the one that gets to say this makes the cut or doesn't make the cut. This made. The I also have.
Oh, you got your own mountain ops hat. Look at that. <laughs> I thought I better have one because usually when I watch you guys, that's all you guys are wearing. So I thought, I thought maybe I ought to have mine close. I like that. It's good. It's good to rep it. I um, one thing looking at your binoculars and your gear and mountain ops, something I've thought about is the hunting industry has gotten better and better and better with their designs. Just everything's become so much cleaner and just well done and cohesive. It's it's. I feel like in the past, how long have we been doing this podcast, Phil? A year or so? Uh, a little over a year? Uh, yeah. A year, Maybe like a little over a year, now. yeah. And I feel like in that past year, companies are just crushing design. Just... I think I think figured out. You know, we started we started in the in the hunting industry like 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, and uh, it's um it seemed like we kind of split it into two different. We've got we've got the hunting outdoor. We always call it like the shot the shot show side, mm-hmm. and then the outdoor retailer side. So outdoor retailer that's like the REIs. That's that's outdoors minus hunting. Shot show side hunting and it seemed like like the outdoor retailer side the outdoor side was always leading it you know you'd see stuff there for like 10 years and then some of that stuff would start showing up on the hunting side and i think there were several brands um sitka did it kuyu did it they started introducing um technical materials technical designs into something that was a very, very traditional market. You know, it was the kind of the, the, the Filson crowd. It was, yeah. it was fabric that didn't perform. Um, and you know, design wasn't, wasn't huge. And I think that's kind of trickled into almost everything from the look of firearms to the look of, you know, accessories, the clothing. And now you look between the two and, and you're right. I think, I think the design has has really taken a step up on the hunting side to, I, to, to very technical. I from, from some of the, you know, even just the binoculars, obviously beautiful. Even if you go with the plain gray, you don't even go with the fancy uh, coating. You with the multiple colors, beautiful. But when it comes to even these hats and T-shirts everyone's putting out, and or like you say, the clothing, anything they're doing – the guns, whatever product they're putting out there, I would say the design has caught up to, and in some aspects, leading some of those mainstream companies. It's yeah, like, it's, oh, I mean, I, I guess I look at it because that's my job. I'm, I'm always looking out there to see what's going on, you know, in other industries and, and trying to keep the look fresh. Um, you know, as far as the products, it, it, it's like anything. If you if you put out a design for a product, there's going to be some people who love it. There's going to be some people who don't really care what it looks like. They're only about performance. And there's going to be people who just don't like the way it looks. You know, so it's hard to it's hard to go into a, a project. You know, if you're designing, doing the industrial design um, on a product, and think, okay, who's who's going to really like this? And so I. I I feel like I've got at this point enough experience um, in looking across categories that I feel like I can kind of trust my own design instinct to keep it, you know, fairly simple. Um, try to use um, 
you know, especially with a binocular because it's such a it's such a, a thing that that you know it's in your hands all the time. Be concerned about the ergonomics, but keep a pretty simple looking. And simple tends to look pretty technical because I think a lot of designers they finish something and they try to they try to keep doing something and keep doing something, make it more and more complicated. Um, and I, I think on high end products you want to keep it you want to keep it fairly simple, fairly clean. Um, and so hopefully people like that look, that's, that's what our stuff looks like. Um, and that's probably what it's always going to look like. You know, as far as hats and t-shirts, it's, it's a crapshoot every time. You know, we, we throw out a bunch of t-shirts. I throw out a bunch of t-shirts on the table and, you know, we can't even agree. The four of us here can't agree on, on what's good. And so we take them home to our wives and they're like, oh, that was terrible. (laughs) You know, so it, it doesn't matter if you if you brought a hundred people in here, you'd have a hundred different opinions on on what looks good and what what doesn't. But I feel like within our you know the the crew here, those guys those guys are very helpful in saying you know what this is this is a good direction. Let's keep going with that. But they pretty much let me make those decisions, which is really really fun for me. So I do have one thing one. Thing I'd like to see when it comes to design of the binoculars. I'm ready. I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot. I don't think this will be the first time you've heard. You're it. the first guy. You're you're the first guy to say this, and then yeah. you'd also be the first guy to say, "Hey, do you have a pro staff?" Yeah, that no, but this is this exactly what I'm going to say. I'm sure you've heard this exact thing before, probably multiple times. So, as far as the body armor goes, the casing, uh, first light XD camo. Is that is that ever going to be a thing on there? You know, I haven't. I haven't. I don't know them. I don't know the. I don't know the guys at First Light. Um, and I know that. I know that they're super busy this time of year because of the the season that we're in the middle of. But I would love to discuss that. Um, I. I. You know, adding camos to that just adds an audience for us. So to me, it's a to me it's a no brainer to to try to reach out and and add the kind of camo that has you know I guess for a company that has a similar approach as we do and I think they would be great for it but honestly I have not visited with them I'd love to um, but I just haven't so I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say no um, I don't know if they licensed that camo um, but I think I think it's safe to say that that we'll probably add some different camo here in the not so distant future. Really? We don't have it. You got ones coming down the pipe or are you just going to be going after a few? I think we're going to ask a couple different, a couple different companies if they're interested. Um, Because like I said, it's people are pretty loyal to that. You know, we've, we decided when we first went in that, that we were probably going to steer away from like the traditional realistic camo. So we have a, we have a King's camo that we're very happy with as far as the natural pattern. Um, but, you know, I, I've been really surprised at the non-hunters that buy the camo. Really? Oh, yeah, all the time. What's, the, uh, what, what's your number one seller for camo? The number one is the, is the Kuyu Vias. That is a, a nice-looking camo on there. I'm not... I would say it's by far our most popular. And then the, the Cryptek Typhon is is second um and that one's probably the one that is the most popular camo that we sell to people who aren't hunters really we sell a 
we sell a lot of that camo to birders. And I, okay. I've been surprised at the amount of camo that the birding that the birding market has has bought from us. How uh, how big is the birding market? Because that's a market I'm very unfamiliar with. The but the birding market is the you hear numbers all over the place because there are people who bird every day that you would almost consider a professional bird watcher. They travel to look at birds to look at wildlife. Um, they have people that they consider listers, which are, those are people that have a list of birds that they are trying to check off. Um, we're working with a, with a guy named Christian Hagenlocker that has a really, uh, cool blog called the birding project. And he's what's on what's called a big year. And in the birding world, a big year is starting January 1st. You are trying to click off every North American or every North American bird species. Whoa. And so he's he's up over 700 now, I believe. And so, I mean, you've got that kind of birder. And that's when you start, when, you, when you're in this kind of business, that's the, those are the people that we call birders. Then there's like bird watchers. And a birder is going to go somewhere, they're gonna go take a trip to Antarctica to bird. A bird watcher to me is someone who does it kind of in their free time. They, they may like to travel and they take binoculars with them and they identify birds. That market is enormous because within that is like backyard bird watchers, people that have a bird feeder. And it's just huge. It's like 20 times the hunting market. So, really? Oh yeah, it's enormous. Well, and if you think about it, what is their only tool? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, their only tool is a binocular. So, you know, some of them appreciate having great optics. The birders, the people that we call birders that are like, they, they exist to, to go look at birds. It's, I mean, because it's their only tool, it's something they spend a ton of time behind. They know a lot about it. Um, and they know what they like. They know what they don't like. Um, so that, that market is not as big as hunting the overall like bird watching market because a lot of the people who are just bird watchers would also consider themselves birders and so when they complete these surveys and they're asked are you a birder they say yes in our minds a birder is someone who like that is what they do all the time and they they exist to bird watch so it's really hard to tell most numbers have the birding market including the the people that we call bird watchers, which would be backyard bird watchers is just, it's like 10, 20 times the hunting market. Wow. So it's big. But so it's it, also, it's, 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 it, it tends to be a very much uh, older demographic. There's actually a uh, segment uh, on NPR. I think it's Fridays. They have bird note. You ever hear that? I haven't. The bird note is when, I forget the guy's name, but it's really well done. It's a segment where they talk about a specific bird. And, you know, it's always one of those things I love catching that, you know, you'll only hear somewhere like there. Other than that, it'll be just, you know, an interesting story about the bird, how they act, they'll yep. play the sound of the bird. It's really cool. If you ever get a chance, I'd, I'd recommend checking it out. It's really funny. Some of the, the hardcore hunters that that we deal with um 
are like they they if you talk to them one on one they're like I'm a total closet birder you know because it's it's like when you're out hunting the percentage of time that you see what you're hunting is very small and you see a lot of other wildlife and it's like they start they start noticing birds they're like okay I wonder what kind of bird that is so then they buy the birding books and then they're like oh now I can identify the different sounds and so it's um, one of the guys that we talk to a lot, uh, Donnie Vincent, um, told me, and I, I probably shouldn't say, but he's like, I'm a total bird nerd. You know, he's, and that dude can rattle them off. You know, he, he knows what he's talking about. So there, I think there's a lot of closet birders out there. I don't know why you'd have to be in the closet about it, but there's a lot of people that do it. And binoculars are super important to them. Let's get into the nerdy side of optics a little bit. What makes them work and what makes them work so well? You know, the, the key to it is, I guess it's pretty simple. It's the quality of glass that you're using. You know, I'm not an optical engineer. I'm a, I'm an industrial designer. So I work, I work very closely with, with the optical engineers that, that we deal with out of Japan. And so I think it's, you know, we have decided that we want to be in the classification of the best performing products in the world. So we want to compete in that realm. And so it's, you know, when you're in that, when you're in the industry, you understand what the recipe is, what takes you from, you know, the $100 glass to the $500 glass to the $1,000 glass. And it is... It is exactly that. It's the kind of glass that you're using. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a lot of elements in a binocular that that you that you have to take care of, um, from the ocular to the objective. Um, using a high end glass, we use what's called ED glass, extra low dispersion glass, um, which which helps significantly correct what's called chromatic aberration. And what that is, is um, some people call it color fringing. If you're looking at something that has a high contrast between, like, let's say a black and a white or a blue and a white, if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at the sky, a lesser quality glass will have what's called chromatic aberration. Right along those edges, it'll look like it's glowing. And an ED glass or extra low dispersion glass corrects for that. Well, that's a lot more expensive glass than just a traditional um, optical quality glass. So that's what we use. Um, you know, when you're when you're out there shopping for glass, you'll hear about ED glass. You'll hear about HD glass. HD is a little bit deceiving um, because it it can stand for two things. People use it for for two things. HD is as everybody knows that has a television, HDTV, which is high definition. Anybody can use the term HD to describe their binocular if they're talking about high definition. And that's kind of how it started being used by certain companies. Well, it's also high density glass. And high density glass is, is good. It's high quality. It's like the ED glass that we use. Um, so, you know, when you're shopping for it, you want to make sure that, you know, we believe in, in ED glass. It's very high performing. It's very expensive. 
you know, if you're shopping and you get HD glass, you just want to make sure that the brand is talking about high density glass, not high definition glass. You know, you're also talking about the the coatings on the lenses um, that that help decrease the reflection. Um, we use fully multi-coated lenses, which means every lens to air surface is fully multi-coated, fully coated. And that that corrects for a lot of things, but the, the most significant thing is, is any reflection. If you don't have that coating on the glass, every time light hits a surface, whether it's in front of the lens or the back of the lens, you lose something. And, and if you have an uncoated glass, you lose about 5% with each lens as you go through the glass. So, you know, if you're buying a $100 glass, you're getting probably uncoated lenses and the performance is terrible. But it's not, I mean, it, it, I think sometimes people feel like it's magic because it's just this, you've got this thing and it's all closed off and you can't see what's inside it. That's exactly you know, how I feel. I'm looking through magic. Right. And, and you are looking through magic, but it's, you know, it's kind of a recipe. If you decide, if you decide that, that, that the recipe that you want to use um, is at the high end, you know it's going to cost you a bunch more money than the recipe that you want to use that's at the low end. And we have chosen a recipe that puts us competing with the best stuff in the world. And it's a combination of coatings, um, glass, what type of lenses you're using. Um, and so it's, you know, it, it's hard to say it's, it's this one thing. It's a combination of a lot of things. It's like, a, it's like an engine in a car. Um, saying what's great about that engine it's like where do you start it's and the glass is the engine that drives that drives the the binocular so um, the, th the the key to it I think what I always tell people is that you want to take it you want to take our glass out and you want to compare them against something out there that 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 you know performs similarly on the market and that's easy enough to find out you get online and say this is you know I want to buy the best stuff in the world I'm gonna take this out and you can look for certain things I think I think probably the thing that most people understand is low light performance and it's also one of the easiest things to test you take your glass out before the light comes up and you compare them and inexpensive glass even kind of mid mid range you're going to notice a considerable difference in um, objects that you can identify before the sun comes up or after the sun goes down um, and that's it's purely the quality of the glass that you're using um, and, and the coatings that you're using you know you can line them up and it can be a it can be as much as a half an hour difference um, when you can identify colors with a high-end glass you know if you're whatever it is that you're hunting out there noticing a brown um, when there's no light out there is a big deal you know if if you have a lesser quality glass it's just all grays um, but you take you take hours out there and you you can identify colors before the sun comes up um, and that and that's an easy thing to check out you know you line up three or four binos and say okay it's it's this time and I'm looking through I'm looking through them I can identify colors now um, now I can start picking things apart from their background um, 
that's, you know, that's where we've designed our glass to fit. And so there's, like I said, there's a lot of things that go into that, but that's what our recipe is. We want it. We want to compete against the best out there. And so that's where we put our money is, is the glass and the coatings. From here, is there any, uh, optic companies you've looked up to while you've been coming up in the industry and thought, these, these are the guys I'd like to chase down and catch. Well, I think, I think Swarovski, Lycans, those are the people that we want to compete against. They make beautiful products. Um, and that's who, that's who, when I look at, when I look at design, when I look at performance spec, I look at, you know, the recipe, like I keep saying, the recipe that they're using, those are the people that we're, that we're going after. You think you guys will ever come out with a scope? Like a rifle scope? Yeah. Oh yeah. He said next sure. year, Will. Where you been? Did he say next year? Did I miss that? I missed that. Sorry. You know, if you think about if you think about the optics market and you you know, let's just I let's just take any hunter that you know. That guy probably has a binocular. He might have a spotting scope, and more than likely, he has four or five guns that all have rifle scopes on them. So the, it, it makes total sense for our company to get into rifle scopes just because the market in the optics industry is, is definitely heavier on the rifle scope side. There's just more products that you can put in front of people because people own more rifle scopes than they do binoculars. Do you know what size you would go with for a rifle scope? About. About that big? Does that look about right? Yeah, Phil, <laughs> I think you'd recognize that size if you saw it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's – we've got so many numbers on the table for those. You know, it's – I think the hardest thing for us is going to be narrow, to narrow it down um, and do a, do a few things very well. You know, I think if we could launch with three rifle scopes um, and do them very well, I think that would be a great place for us to start. We started with one binocular. You know, the most common binocular sold in the U.S. is a 10 by 42. And so we knew we had to have a 42 millimeter. So our B1, you know, 8 by 42, 10 by 42. When you, when you don't sell to stores you don't have to follow the game that all the other brands play where you've got to have 15, 20 different SKUs or else you can't even get in the door. When you sell direct, you can launch one thing. And so I think what we're going to do, well, I know what we're going to do is we're going to look at what, what can we do really, really well. And so we're narrowing that down and it's, we're talking to a lot of people. And so I would love to hear your ideas, and well, believe it or not, I currently have no ideas because I've spent the past <laughs> two years bow hunting. So <laughs> I do have a rifle scope on on my uh, Remington seven hundred, but and if you guys make one, I will definitely switch it out because I it's not a very high end rifle scope. Just like my binoculars before you guys came around, I really didn't understand the difference between medium-grade optics and really great optics. And uh, now that I'm a little bit more educated, I'll definitely be making 
a switch when that comes available. But till then, I'll just sit tight. That's good. They'll yeah. be, they'll be, they will be the same quality as the binoculars. But, but saying that these are the three or two or four or whatever right now, we're just, we're just not there yet because it's, I mean, there's so many options. And with the, you know, the increase in the, the, the long range shooting has become super popular, you know, is, is that the smartest direction to go? Um, or is it with, you know, the, the traditional, go the traditional route and just do that really well. It'd we be have nice. Really... It'd be nice What's to that? see a really nicely well done traditional, you know, scope from you guys. I'll be honest about that. Cause I don't shoot I'm not a long range shooter. I've done some of it. Um, I'm, I'm more familiar you know, with the, with the traditional stuff. And I think there's room in the market. You know, I, I think we will all, there will always be room for what we're doing because of selling direct. I think selling direct just changes the game. You know, when you have, you know, take, take the, our B2, you know, this, we sell this for a thousand dollars. If this was sold in your, neighborhood sporting goods store or in the big box, you know, in Cabela's, this would be $2,000. You know, we're, we're selling this and, you know, we're selling this for a, a, the same kind of margin that though, that our competitors sell to stores. You know, you're looking at 40 to 50 points, they call it. Um, so we've got to make money on it, but we don't have to make more than that. You know, I think people would call us out if we were selling this $1,000 binocular and they took it out and it compared with the, the $500 binoculars out there. You know, people would call bullshit on that real, real fast. And they haven't. They're like, they're telling the truth. So, you know, that's been the biggest thing for us is for people to say, listen, these do compete with things that cost twice as much. So I think we've kind of set that foundation to say, when you buy direct, you are really, really getting a good deal. And we try not to say that here, the bet, you know, it's great, great for the money. Um, it is great for the money, but that's, I think that kind of downplays what we're, what we're trying to do. It's great for the money because we don't sell it to stores and stores don't market up because they would, they would, they have to make their money. I don't hold that against them at all. You know, if we sold that to Cabela's for a thousand, they've got to they've got to pay for those stores. They've got to pay for their employees. They've got to pay for a lot of it. So, they've got to sell that thing for two thousand dollars. Well, we don't. We sell it for a thousand. And I think sometimes we get put in with just because it's it's kind of new territory. We get kind of lumped in with other thousand dollar binoculars, and these outperform thousand dollar binoculars all day long. And it's not. You know, it's not like we've talked about it. It's not because of magic. It's because we spent a lot of money on this and we know what everybody's putting into their binoculars and we're spending more money and selling it for $1,000. That works out pretty well for the consumer. I hope so. I think it does. Bill, how's it working out for you? I know you have a few in the shop. What's uh, the response you're getting there? We've had a, I guess I've had a lot of people come in and take a peek on them, especially when we were doing, uh, we got our 3D league, 3D leagues that we do indoor that are going to start back up here probably within the next 
month. But that was one of the biggest times I got to bring them out and show people because, you know, they're out there looking through their binos uh, at the at the animals. And granted, we're, you know, we're 40, 45 yards. But when you're looking inside of a building, you kind of get back into some of that low-light situation stuff again, trying to pick out fine lines on a target. And there were some people in there with those mid-price binoculars, and and they couldn't see a line, or they couldn't see where an arrow was. And I'm like, here, look, and they would be able to see it with mine, you know. And that's where I, I think I really was able to kind of open a few people's eyes because it was a hands-on kind of test. You know, look at your XYZ brand that just cost you $600, okay? Or look at your XYZ brand that are their HD version that are $1,100, and you can't see this arrow in that line, but you can with these $1,000 binoculars. And like Brendan was saying, they're putting in a lot more money in the Mavens than these other ones are for a supposed, you know, mid to upper range type binocular, and it's not the same. So uh, it, it's it's been good, man. Anybody who's looked through them has been happy. I definitely, I mean, Brendan and I have talked. I, I'd like to be able to do some kind of more of a, uh, have more more stock and there are a few different items more items so that way people can look at it and it's something that hopefully we can work out you know moving forward because it's just once once people have the field test and and the and they have they can get them in their hands they can look at them you know uh, the products kind of sell themselves well i think you know that's the biggest kind of drawback of selling direct is you cannot walk into the the local shop and do a side by side you know, so that's what, you know, we went into to your shop, you know, after I after I talked to you guys, when I met you guys on here um, or met, I guess, met online that trying to get our, our, our stuff out there in places like like Phil's shop where there's our core consumer group, you know, guys who really, really get it. And so we've been we've been talking more and more about having these um, kind of demo areas or demo shops where we come in and um, put a handful of binocular spotting scopes in there that are that are on display because you know it's also hard for for a guy like like Phil to if you know if he wants to sell if he wants to sell one of the other companies' lines. It's not like you can just buy one of them. You've got to buy a big inventory. You got to pay for it. Um, and so we're trying to figure out a way to how do we get our how do we get our products out there in front of people so they can compare. Still keep the direct model, so that you know we go into these shops and Phil's is a perfect example. We go in there, we set up a demo demo center. He's got some products that he didn't have to pay for. Um, that are there for people to compare, and maybe there's a computer there uh, uh, that that someone can get on our website, design their own, um, and do it that way, where there's no inventory cost to fill. Um, we still keep the direct model, so we can keep that pricing where it is. Because it's it's you know if we decided to go to stores, we completely change our model. If we're selling to fill, we're selling it to him for a thousand dollars. He's selling for two thousand dollars, and we're we're back trying to play that game which we don't want to do um, but it is it is the one hurdle that that people can't always get their hands on them 
the the growth model for a direct company like ours is a much is a much slower growth than getting your stuff in stores. You know, we have the contacts that we could sell these into people. Um, so right off the bat, you sell a ton of products. Uh, people can go in these stores, they can compare them. But what you run up against is, you know, you walk in the, into any of the bigger hunting stores now, and it's there is so much stuff in there that it's hard to even start. And so what am I relying on? I'm relying on some 24-year-old part-time employee a lot of times to grab mine instead of somebody else's. And that's a hard, <laughs> that's very risky for a, for a company like ours. So we've gone this route. It's a, it's, it grows slower because you can't just walk in any shop and say, oh, there's the Mavens. I want to compare these against the Swarovskis. I want to, whatever. Um, so we rely heavily on word of mouth. We rely on, on guys like you that have them to spread the word that way. Because I think people believe when you tell them things a lot more they, than they believe when I tell them things and a hell of a lot more than they believe the guy at the local optics stand at the, at the outdoor store, because that guy's got a whole, you know, he's got a whole list of things he's going through. Who am I going to make a bigger, you know, a lot of companies will pay the employees in those stores. If they sell a product, if they sell one of their products, they get what's called a spiff. They get a kickback from the company. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's somewhat hard to believe that guy's recommendation. It is. For us, it's pretty easy. There's two companies we work with, and we work with them because we love the products and the people who are behind them. That's super simple. And we wouldn't be doing that if we didn't believe in the, the product in the first place. You know, right. it's – to me – I think you're better off sticking that way. And I wish the local shop I go to here had one of those demo centers because people put their sticky fingers all over my binoculars when we're out. I'd rather just say, hey, go over to Jimmy's, go down to Pastor yep. Protune, check them out. You can see whatever you want. Keep your sticky fingers off my glass. Yeah, I think we'll be doing more and more of that. You know, it's just it's figuring out the right way to do it. It's also figuring out the right places to be. I mean, if you've, if you've been in Phil's shop, it's, there's no question that that's the right place to be. He's got the right people in there. It's a, you know, he's done a beautiful job setting that place up. Um, it's, it's the perfect place to, to start this, this kind of thing. Right now, he doesn't – I mean, we don't have anything set up in there. He's got some binos to show people. Um, but slacking, Brendan. You're slacking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, I know. I'm actually going, I think I'm going down there next, ne through there next week. So I'm going to, we, we talk about it all the time, how to, how to set that kind of place up and, and do a good job. You know, they've already got a million things. They're servicing all these bows and, you know, you want to make it simple for them, you know, so in, in optics, it's not super complicated. It's a little bit intimidating, I think, to talk about, um, but we can definitely do something better in places like that to, to create a, a better name for ourselves and to also provide a, to provide a service to a guy like Phil that he can offer something that the places around him don't have access to. But the key is figuring out how to keep that direct pricing because that's what's, that's what's going to make it work. 
Yeah, no, I, and like you said, I mean, I, you know, all, all the guys that, that work for me or that, that help out, they were all impressed with, with the binos and, and that product. And, you know, it's, to me, I think that's going to be one of those easy transitions to, to help, you know, w- once we figure out the right way to go about doing that, it's to transition into that because, like I said, the guys that have seen them, uh, the guys that I put them in their hand and, and let some of them use them, they're just, they're sold, you know? Right. So it's, it's, us. It's, it's, it's for us. It's figuring out how to get into the right neck network of, of shops because, you know, you go into some shops and it's, it's some hack running it that wouldn't do a good job. And so it's hard to, you know, for the four of us, on top of what we're doing to try to push the ball forward with product development and everything else to go out and identify these places. But, you know, it, it's something that's definitely going to happen here before too long. You identify those shops that would be the mavens of the industry. That's exactly it. And it's, it's, it's why the second I walked into Phil's shop, it's like, this is, this is easy. You know, he's a, he's a guy that, that, when people walk in there, it, he's providing them a service, not just products. And we've got to be a part of places like that, that, that the owner is providing their customers a service. They look to them and that's, you know, it's the Maven approach. It's, it's people who look to these trusted experts. And so it's, it's just a matter of us finding the right places to be, to, to do these demo centers. Well, I'm looking for being able to work with you guys more and, and, you know, help you guys grow because like I said, I'm, I'm a fan and and a believer, but I don't know. I mean, we'll just see how that, that one trickles. I might have to pick out the rifle up before long too. Once you guys get those going, I haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Yeah. The trick is, you know, with the scopes, it's going to be a little bit different. We want to still offer some of the, the customization to it. So is it like doing custom turrets? Um, is it integrating certain custom electronics? Um, because you don't have the rubber armoring, you know, where you can, where you can, you know, do a hydro dip and and change it that way. There are ways to, um, uh, different, different ways to customize the outside of them, but it's not necessarily as, as doable as it is with, with doing hydro, hydro graphics on rubber. We'll figure it out. You know, I don't know that you have to offer a, a huge amount of customization to keep, you know, keep it within the kind of things that we want to do. Um, but I think it's definitely worth looking at to, you know, how could we do this? A lot of people are building custom guns. Um, they want them to look similar. Um, so I think there's things that we can do to, to keep that, that part of our uh, kind of our approach going. You know, I think you said it earlier, a clean, simple design will always be in fashion. Yep. Yeah, I think the, the, the fact that they're buying it direct is going to get our foot in the door. They're going to look at it. The performance is going to be great. Um, but it's, it's, doing, it's going a little, doing a little bit extra, something that, that people aren't getting from um, the other brands out there. That's what we want to make sure that we do. We want to go a little bit extra little bit farther I like that you know what else I really like getting free what? stuff when you order some maven binoculars Brendan do you know how you can do that 
I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Bill, do you know how? I think that it would be a great idea to have a promo code strictly for our listeners that would work for, you know, maybe just a bonus, something to show a little extra appreciation in the form of maybe uh, one of those new cool hats or shirts, maybe something like that. How about that? I love that idea. I love I think that. You think so? Maybe use, I don't know, something like NBH gift when they check out. Let me write that down. Write that down. Write that down, Brendan. We're going to have a coupon code for you guys, and I want it to be NBH gift so that when listeners of this show go and purchase some Maven binoculars at mavenbuilt.com, you you just pack a little little something something extra in there for them. Yep, we'll do it. There you go, listeners. NBH gift at checkout, and boom, you'll pick yourself up some of this free badass Maven swag. You'll notice Brendan started with, I don't know, I think two two different hat changes have been done since we started. I like that. I like the patch, nice yellow hat, green in it. See, that's that's me. That's me. The flatties, that's straight me. I love. The bison design, I love the colors of that. I'm telling you. And there we go, back back to the other one. What do you got for t-shirts there? What's what do you got? Did you Everyone's got t-shirts? Fit. I've got this huge fat head, so I only I don't my hats only work. I can use about three quarters of our hats. The other ones they're they're for my pinhead partners. You'll be shipping them out <laughs> to our listeners. Yeah, we've got like twelve new shirts. We've got a ton of new t-shirt designs. I'm not wearing one tonight. I should have been. That's all right. I'll wear one for the both of us. Okay. I got you. You know what else would be great? If when you're wearing that Mountain Ops hat, you could be taking some Mountain Ops. But what's better than taking Mountain Ops? Taking Mountain Ops you did not pay full price for. Do you have any idea how they can avoid paying full price, Brendan? A discount code? There is a discount code. Phil. Hit him with the discount code. Um, crickets, crickets, crickets. There's a discount code, Will? Yeah, we have a discount code for Mountain Ops. Oh, my goodness. NBH20, is it something like that? That's right. Go to GetMountainOps.com, and you can even get that hat, if, if they still have it. You can get that hat at 20% off by entering the coupon code NBH20 at checkout. I know it wasn't working, but and someone said, hey, Will, I didn't get, I got like $4 off of a $200 order. I didn't get the 20% off. I went boop, 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 text, texted Jordan over at Mountain Ops. Guess what? They got that 20%. Mountain Ops refunded the 20%. Boom. Coupon code's back in business. So don't worry. It's there. Yep. Make sure you're using caps on that NBH portion there. There you go. Don't put caps on for 20. I don't think that comes out good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brendan, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited to see what you guys have coming out the pipes, not only with products, but with design. Phil, Big Sexy Mendoza, you can see him over at No Limits Archery in Denver. You've heard Brendan talk about how great the shop is. Maybe you guys could do a little like Bino Talk, maybe uh, organize something like that for uh, Phil's patrons. People love knowledge. People love knowledge. They do. All right. This has been the Natural Born Hunter podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, repeat.